We'll begin this morning with uh, the first set of uh, guided instructions. <clears throat> Excuse me. And over the course of the next number of days, Andre and I will be uh, offering instruction based on the Satipatthana Sutta, or the four foundations of mindfulness. And just to say as we begin that the broader context of this sutta, which Andrea will speak about a bit this afternoon, really includes the instruction to be mindful uh, internally, to be mindful externally, and to be mindful both internally and externally. And in the context of this retreat, uh, where some of you I know have established yourself in a place where you are able to be more kind of cloistered and quiet, and others of you will be much more um, in a mode of practicing within family, possibly work, various things that you may also need to be attending to, that the instructions apply regardless of that. That the instructions that we'll be offering are um, meant to be understood, engaged, embodied in whatever activity you may be involved in. So this morning we'll be focusing on instructions for sitting and walking, which is the usual, the main activity of a formal meditation retreat. But these same instructions can be, and I hope that you are able to use them as you're doing whatever else needs to be done to be taken care of throughout your day or over the next course of, uh, ne over the next several days. So whether you are uh, traditionally in the Buddhist teaching, it talked about four basic postures, sitting, standing, lying down, and walking. And we may be able to add into that something like cooking, cleaning up. Uh, for some of you, maybe answering the phone or interacting with family members to the degree that you're doing that. Or whatever it is that you uh, need to engage during this period of time to really invite I loved the way Andrea said it. We have a very big meditation hall, a huge hall. And this is this tremendous opportunity, I think, for us to really understand our whole life as practice. So just to offer that perspective from uh, the get-go. <clears throat> so this morning... I'll be offering an initial set of instructions on the first foundation of mindfulness, which is really mindfulness of the body and breath. And in the context of what I was just describing, just really invite you to understand, <clears throat> excuse me, this first foundation as foundational to understand the connecting to, the immersion in, the awareness of, the felt sense of the body, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, engaging in activity as the ground of our practice, as a place that even as we continue to move through the week and offer variety of other uh, aspects of what we can pay attention to as part of our meditative practice, that the body and breath are always here, they're always available, and that at any point th 
throughout a period of meditation, throughout the day, throughout the week, that the body and breath can be a kind of home. You can use them as a way to come home, to return, to be right here, right where you are. So as we begin this morning, I want to invite you, wherever you are, to take a posture, a seated posture, that allows the body to feel stable and supported. It's my dog shaking himself. Um, so stable and supported means you're looking for a way that allows you to sit so that you are both grounded and upright. So to begin, I would invite all of us, each of us, to really bring your attention inward. You can close your eyes, which is helpful in doing that. And sense into the aliveness of the body as you're sitting here now. I like to imagine that I could fill my whole body with a kind of caring attending, or we might say a loving awareness. And part of awareness is that there's a quality of knowing what's here. So we bring our attention, our awareness inward, and we become aware of the body. You may become aware of a warmth or coolness. You may be aware of the energetic quality of the body. Maybe there's a lot of energy and excitement, a buzzing, tingling, pulsing. Or maybe the body feels dense, heavy, tired. Or maybe spacious and light. And the basic attitude that we want to cultivate is that whatever is here, whatever's true for you now, can we be with? Can we receive each moment of experience just as it is? moment by moment. And as the attention begins to settle in to the felt sense of the body sitting, I like to imagine that I could feel the weight of the body, the earth element of the body, the heaviness of the bones and muscles, really sinking down, resting down. Feeling the earth, the weightedness of the body 
resting on the earth. And as best you can, really allowing the chair or cushion where you're seated, the floor, the earth itself to support you. And at the same time, as you feel this sinking down, resting down toward the floor and the earth, And so being aware of that long vertical core of the spine rising up. Feeling how it brings a sense of dignity, of uplift, of verticality to the posture. Not with tension or rigidity, really allowing the natural curves of the spine. Maybe checking to see that the ears are lined up with the shoulders. So the weight of the skull is balancing at the top of the spine and there's no strain or pulling in the shoulders or the upper back. I'm feeling the points of contact, the back of the legs, the buttocks pressing, resting on the chair or cushion. the feet on the floor. The warmth of the hands resting on one another or touching the legs. So feeling or sensing this simultaneous sinking down, resting down, and rising up. I often like to scan very gently through the body with my attention, like a soft breeze starting at the top of the head and scanning down just to see are there any unnecessary places of gripping, of holding that you can invite to soften, relax. Softening the face and jaw, the eyes. The throat. Letting the shoulders melt away from the ears. Relaxing the elbows, the wrists, the hands. 
softening the ribs. the diaphragm, the belly. Continuing to scan down through the hips, the groin, the legs. Inviting a sense of ease, softening. all the way down to the ankles and the feet. Again, imagining you could fill the whole body. Really allowing your awareness to fill out the fullness of your shape and form as you sit here now. And if for anyone there's now or at any point a kind of triggering or a lot of anxiety or difficulty, physical or mental, you're always invited to consider placing your attention someplace neutral. Maybe in the hands, or the feet, finding a place in the body that feels easy, uncomplicated. And just allowing yourself to rest. Nowhere to go, nothing to do, just being right here. Just as you are. And you're always welcome, if you like, to simply rest in the felt sense of the body sitting, 
here. Here. And if it's helpful, you could bring your attention to the particular sensations of the body breathing. There's no need to change or force the breath in any way. And as you rest in the body, aware how all on its own, the body breathes. You might notice where it is in the body that the breath is most noticeable as sensation. Maybe at the tip of the nose or the back of the throat as the air comes in and out. Or in the rising and falling of the chest or the belly. Perhaps there may be a sense of the whole body breathing. So as there is no right or wrong or good or bad in the practice, it's really an open invitation to tune in, to listen in, to attend to the immediacy, the felt sense of the body, and the body breathing. It's a way to help us all begin to arrive, to land, to come into the present here. Now. again and again. Bringing an attitude of receptivity of allowing of being with whatever's true. moment by moment.
Just knowing that if the mind drifts off, becomes enchanted or entangled in thinking or worrying or planning or rehashing. Just knowing this is the natural habit of mind. There's no need to judge or be harsh. But each time you notice, inviting yourself to return, to come home, here, to the immediacy of the felt sense of the body and the body breathing again and again.
So in this first day of practice together, we really want to invite all of us to keep it as simple as you can. And whether you are uh, able to have a full day of relative silence, sitting and walking, eating, resting, or whether your day includes engaging in other ways with other people in the world, to really the invitation is to engage with attending to the direct, the immediate experience of the body, of not the body as an object, but of the experience of being embodied, aware of the aliveness of the body as you move through the day, and aware of how that aliveness expresses itself with the body breathing. So, as is the case in a a live retreat, a face-to-face retreat, you're also invited to uh, alternate periods of sitting with uh, periods of walking. And the same basic instruction is true for actually sitting, walking, lying down, standing up, which is to be aware of the body, to allow the body to feel both grounded, stable, and also upright, dignified, even if you're lying down. You want to have a sense of the spine being long, supported. And when you're engaged in standing or walking, it's often useful to shift the attention from wherever else you've been aware in the body. At least for me, I like to put my attention in the bottoms of my feet and really feel the contact, the connection with the body and the ground. And you may experiment over this next few days with different speeds of walking. You may try walking outside in your neighborhood if you're in the city or a country and seeing what it's like to slow things down a bit and just feel each step as you walk. Or you may be able to find a place in your house or outside where you can do more of the more familiar formal walking practice going at a slower pace, back and forth. And again, attending to the physical sensations of uh, movement, and in particular, the lifting, moving, placing, lifting, moving, placing of each step and how that sensation reverberates through the rest of the body. So there are the particular instructions about what to pay attention to. Those will be evolving over the next days. But I just want to make a note also about whatever the particular activity is that you're engaged in or the instructions that we're offering of what it is 
that we're focusing our attention on, the body or the breathing, or over the next few days we'll introduce the other foundations of mindfulness. But there's also an attitude toward our experience. And that right from the start, we want to invite an attitude of openness, of receptivity, of allowing, a kind of heartfulness in meeting our experience with a quality of, what's that word, like to allow ourselves to be soft, to be impressionable to our experience as you go through the day and to bring a kind of tenderness you know, an interest, not an interest in the storylines or the assessment of what's happening, but a kind of, uh, yeah, I think receptivity is a good word for it. Like, what's happening now? And how is it now? And can I receive what's happening, whether I like it or I don't, with a kind of, curiosity, with a kind of willingness and openness to be with what is. So I think, Andrea, you were going to perhaps say a little more about uh, some other ways of engaging in walking practice. So please. Thank you, Pam. You know, the the form that we're doing here with maybe a lot more what well, might be considered the in-between times in our practice. So the the formal walking that Pam was describing, the lifting, moving, placing, lifting, moving, placing, that's a beautiful practice to support concentration and to support um, a kind of a formal um, continuity between sitting and walking and so definitely want to encourage that but also I wanted to offer um, a different form of walking practice um, that particularly may be useful for you in the um, less formal times if you're taking a walk or end up in the grocery store or um, at a doctor's appointment I mean there's so many different um, things that we may be doing um, and this form, uh, I learned this form actually from Steve Armstrong a number of years ago. It, uh, it incorporates a broader range of bodily activity, including some of our other senses, the seeing and hearing, as well as the physicality of, of our body moving. And this can be really useful to explore in the walking because we do have to have our eyes open and be attuned to the sounds around us while we're walking in the in the. Um, more normal world, we can kind of tune those out in a formal walking back and forth practice uh, a little bit more. But uh, so to incorporate those, to bring those right into the mindfulness. So I like to encourage for this practice that the this walking practice can take place at a kind of a normal walking speed, but it's useful to have there be an ease with walking. So I'd like, you know, encourage people to start with uh, a pace that feels comfortable that kind of creates a sense of ease while walking. So start there, just finding a pace that feels easeful uh, while you're walking. And then shifting the, um, shifting the attention between four basic areas of experience. We start maybe for 10 paces or so, 10 steps, uh, attending to seeing, taking in the field of seeing while you're walking for 10 steps or so, and then shifting to the field of hearing for the next 10 steps. And then shifting to the movement of the body, kind of the whole body just moving through space. That might be you know, the sense of the arms and the legs moving or the, the quality of the feeling of movement um, in the body as a whole for the next 10 paces or so. And then shifting for the fourth set 
to the contact of the feet on the ground that, that Pam was speaking about. So that kind of brings us back each time to something very precise and specific and more familiar perhaps with each round. So shifting between those four areas, seeing, hearing, body moving through space, feet touching the ground. You're welcome to use a little reminder, a note almost in your mind, of seeing, um, hearing, to help you connect to that field, but you don't have to use that if that doesn't feel supportive. Um, so, so that can be a, a bit broader kind of uh, practice while walking, maybe create a little different sense of a broader kind of awareness. What happens with this form, at least for, for um, uh, at least at some point, and we start with this kind of formal shifting between these areas of experience. Um, for, and, and you might do that for the whole time. But at a certain point, you might also begin to notice that while you're noticing seeing, that you're also aware of hearing. Or that you're noticing um, the contact of the feet on the ground and there's hearing happening. You know, that's not just the sensations, it's the sound of your feet on the ground. Um, so, you know, there's, there's ways in which these become, um, become available to be known at the same time. And this is a broadening, again, it's a broadening of the mindfulness, like a kind of a receptive quality of being aware. At a certain point in this practice, too, you could potentially let go of the kind of um, structured movement between the four areas. And, and just begin to notice that the attention will shift between seeing and the body moving and the hearing. Um, and then if you begin to wander, if the mind gets that less structure, the mind starts to kind of drift out into thought, then come back to the structure to support you to stay, to stay present. So I find this, um, this kind of practice really supportive in these more integrated times. So I encourage you to, to play with that. Um, let's see. I think um, we'll be taking questions this afternoon, so, so not now. I think we'll just um, um, not have the question period now but if you do have questions remember you can submit them through the form on uh, online in advance or we'll also have the opportunity to let you use the chat box um, but right now i'd like to to kind of end our time together this morning by taking the refuges and the precepts together um, this is a little bit different in the online form. Uh, it doesn't work for everybody to unmute and chant together. <laughs> but what I will do is to chant the refuges and the precepts um, in call and response form. Um, and so I will just kind of track whether your mouths have stopped moving <laughs> before I go on. Um, and just a, a couple words about this. Um, you know, Pam used the phrase, coming home, you know, to experience. And, you know, refuge, the word refuge kind of does mean to come back. And we can think about the refuge as being a coming home to what's supportive for freedom, for waking up. So we take refuge in supports for freedom. The Buddha, the, the the, uh, the person who actually found this path and offered it to us, and also the, the kind of what he represented, what he represents is this capacity for us as human beings to awaken. So we take refuge in that capacity that we have, even if it doesn't feel like it's there in this moment. It's a capacity, and we can kind of take refuge in that capacity. And we take refuge in the Dharma, both the teachings that the Buddha offered the um, the kind of the understanding of how our mind works and the practices that he offered, they are a refuge that we can kind of connect to. And another meaning of Dharma is truth, the truth of experience. Pam used that phrase too. What's true 
you know, what's true in this moment. That's take that we can take refuge in that and the awareness of that. Coming back to the truth of this moment. And then the Sangha, the community that we practice with, the lineage of beings that have transmitted the Buddhist teaching from for the last 2,600 years, those, those beings are our support, and we are our support to this community together. Um, so we can also uh, take refuge and, and use that for support at times to remember that we are in this vast meditation hall together and come together at times. You know, maybe while you're um, you know, in your kitchen, chopping your vegetables, maybe you can remember that others in our community may be doing something similar, you know, that, that we are all practicing this together. And then we also take the precepts, the basic commitment to non-harming. I think most of you are familiar with that. We'll take the lay precepts together today, um, as opposed to the uh, the um, the eight the 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 retreat precepts. We usually take the third precept as um, a commitment to celibacy. And you're all in different situations, so we will have everybody be on the uh, precept for non-harming through sexuality. But if you are in a situation where you uh, wish to to take that precept, you're welcome to to take the uh, the commitment to celibacy during this time as well. So the, the non-harming, basically, refraining from harming other living beings, refraining from killing living beings, refraining from taking what is not given, refraining from harming through sexuality, refraining from false speech, and generally taking care with speech, especially in this form when there may be conversation happening. So taking care with speech, refraining from false speech, harsh speech, divisive speech, Potentially even committing to the refraining from idle chatter. That would be a beautiful practice this week. Um, those, those four aspects of wise speech are found in the Eightfold Path. Um, the commitment and the precept is to refraining from false speech, the, the piece that really is the, the piece to commit to around non-harming. Um, and then um, refraining from intoxicants, which cloud the mind. Um, if you are on any kind of prescription medication, of course, this does not include that. So, um, so we'll take the refuges and the precepts together. I will chant the refuges in the Pali language. The first part of this, the, the refuges, uh, is an homage to the Buddha. And I'll do that a couple of words at a time. When we get to the precepts, I mean, when we get to the 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 refuge, the refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. I'll do that a line at a time. And then we'll take the precepts together in English. Namo tassa. Bhagavato. Arahato. Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranangachami Dhammang Saranangachami Sankang Saranangachami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranangachami
And let's try the rest together. Dutiampi damang saranang gachami. Dutiampi sangang saranang gachami. Tatiampi budang saranang gachami. Tatiampi damang saranang gachami. Tatiampi sangang saranang gachami. We'll take the precepts in English and call and response again. I undertake the training to refrain from killing living beings. I undertake the training to refrain from taking that which is not given. I undertake the training to refrain from creating harm through sexuality. I undertake the training to refrain from false speech. I undertake the training to refrain from intoxicants which cloud the mind and lead to heedlessness. May this commitment to sila lead to the highest happiness of peace. So we are in our retreat together. We have, um, I think, a sitting together at 1130. So um, you're welcome to take a walk. And again, these sittings are optional, um, but they're here to support you, to support the structure of your practice. So we'll see you all at four o'clock this afternoon. Thank you.